The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive. For as yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. So today is Pentecost. Um, We're celebrating the gift of the Spirit to the Church, sometimes called the birthday of the Church. But I can't begin this sermon without retranslating the Gospel. Um, The NRSV is usually a pretty good translation. In this instance, just absolutely butchered um, butchered that passage. So let me, let me translate it for you again. <clears throat> On the last great day of the festival, Jesus stood forth and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let that one come to me and drink. The one who trusts me, just as Scripture says, from his womb will flow rivers of living water. He said this about the Spirit, which those who trusted in him were about to receive, For the Spirit was not yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. Two things I want you to notice about that retranslation. In the NRSV, it says, let the one who believes in me drink. It's not what it says in the Greek. It says, whoever is thirsty, let that one come to me and drink. No qualifier. Um, the, The one who believes in me goes with the next phrase. John is quoting Isaiah 55 about when the people come back from the exile and get to Jerusalem. Um, Isaiah says, Ho, everyone who is thirsty, come and drink. Drink without price. Eat without paying. It's a great uh, festival image. People are coming back to Jerusalem and, and to the new temple um, and, and having this wonderful, uh, wonderful feast. Now, Jesus, according to John, is saying this at the Feast of Booths, the harvest festival in the fall. And on the seven days of the Feast of Booths, the priests went in procession down to the Pool of Siloam and took great water jars, filled them in the Pool of Siloam, processed back up to the altar, and poured the water over the altar. So imagine Jesus saying this in the temple court, as the priests are pouring jar after jar after jar of water onto the altar. Everyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Imagine that splashing sound going on um, behind you. It's a wonderful image about God's munificence. It was said at the Harvest Festival to remind Um, The water was poured at the Harvest Festival to remind the people that it was God who provided the rain, and that's why they had so much food to eat. It also, of course, cleaned the altar once a year and and repeated that cycle. Notice the second thing about that translation. I translated it in the NRSV. It says, out of the heart of the believer will flow rivers of living water, and I translated that womb. The word in Greek is koilia, It means literally something like innards. Um, But it's used in the New Testament um, when 
Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. Elizabeth says, the child in my koilia leapt when it met you. Um, we might translate it belly, um, as in mommy has a baby in her belly. That's kind of what it means. It doesn't mean heart. It means guts. It means womb. So out of the believer's womb will flow rivers of living water. That's pretty wild imagery. Imagine Jesus saying that as all of this water is being poured um, over the altar. At the birth of my first child, we were there at the hospital bright and early in the morning, came in at, I don't know, whatever it was, two in the morning, and doctor got there, and she's a petite little well-dressed woman, and she came into the room in her high heels with little booties on over her, her shoes. And I wondered, what on earth are those booties for? Duh. Um, <laughs> we have heard imagery in John's Gospel about being born. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. And Jesus says, whoever is not born of the Spirit, or not born from above, or not born again, will not see the kingdom of heaven. And, of course, Pentecost is one of those days when baptism is particularly appropriate. It's the birthday of the church, we call it. Um, The imagery in Acts is, of course, um, of fire. The fire comes down and rests on them, gives them um, ability to speak in other languages so that the, the, the gospel can go to the ends of the earth. For John, the spirit is very different. Water, of course, being a very different image than fire, But it's about coming to birth. Through all of John's gospel, we have been hearing about how Jesus replaces the temple. After his first miracle at Cana, when he changes the water into wine, he's walking in the temple. He throws out all of the money changers. They ask him, on what authority do you do this? He says, tear down this temple, and in three days I will rebuild it. And the disciples, of course, remember this after his death and say, oh, he was talking about the temple of his body. But he also uses this imagery throughout the gospel of filling our cravings. Um, When he meets the woman at the well, he says, if you were to have asked me, I would have given you the water of life that you would never have to come back here for again. And over and over and over that kind of imagery. And then, of course, we also notice in John's gospel that as Jesus has replaced the temple, So the community replaces Jesus. Everything that Jesus was, we are. So we, the church, become the source of the Spirit, not the other way around. Luke says that the Spirit gives birth to the church. John says the church gives birth to the Spirit. So now, go back to those things that I asked you to reflect on as you came in. That act of kindness that someone did for you. What is it that we crave? Water, for us, is not a good image of craving. We don't get thirsty the way people in Jesus' day and place got thirsty. Water is so plentiful to us. I carry around a blue Nalgene bottle, um, fill it up from the tap, drink it all the time, don't have any trouble with that get in the shower in the morning and dump probably six gallons of water over my head to to get clean. Having been to Louis, you appreciate that. Probably used, I don't know, a gallon of water at the most for cleaning and was very aware of how much water was in that blue Nalgene 
and, and very much more careful. So water is not a good image for craving for us. So what is it that we crave? That act of kindness done to you um, lifts your spirit because it gives you something that you crave. And I'm going to put Colleen a little on the spot today. She was talking um, a couple of weeks ago. She had been into a restaurant and had had breakfast and went to pay her bill. And the waitress said, don't worry about it. Somebody else has already paid it for you. Made her day. Those little kinds of things just make our day. Um, Somebody took notice of us. Somebody did something very kind to us. What do we crave? I suggest to you that we crave a sense of belonging, a sense of someone knowing who we are. We also crave a sense of being valued, that what I contribute is important to a larger whole, that I belong and add something to the picture. So now think about that act of kindness that you did during this week that maybe lifted somebody else's spirits. Didn't it also lift yours? Perhaps it was just engaging the, the cashier at the, at the grocery store in a conversation. You could tell she was having a bad day and you tried to lift her spirits. She felt a little better and you walked out thinking, hmm, that was kind of fun. We crave that belonging. And according to John, that's what the spirit is. It's that thing that we are thirsty for, that presence of God that we are thirsty for. And we give birth to it. It doesn't come to us from outside. It comes from within. Think of Jesus standing there in the temple court saying, out of the womb of the believer will flow rivers of living water as the priests are dumping bucket after bucket after bucket of water on the altar. All of those little kindnesses that we do add up to a big river. All of those things that we do are what this world craves, that thirst for God. And so it's not that the Spirit gives birth to the church, although this is the church's birthday. It's that we, working together, give birth to the Spirit in the world, bringing to people what they crave, that presence of God, that sense of belonging, of value, of contribution. That's the spirit. That's what Pentecost is about. Jesus replaces the temple. We replace Jesus. Where do we encounter it? Here. As we do those things together and make then this great river that flows from us to the world. Amen. Amen.